0: Hey guys, I wanted to share something really cool with you. We've been launching our Pain to Purpose course in churches all over the world now. And it's been amazing to see how people are finding hope and healing in the midst of their trauma through this course being offered at their local church. First of all, I just want to celebrate that. And secondly, I wanted to let you know how you can partner with us to get the course launched at your church too. I know most of you listening to this may not be a pastor or church leader, but chances are, if you're not one, you know one. What you may not know is how overwhelming it can be for pastors to walk so many people through pain and trauma in their church. In fact, most pastors that I speak with on a regular basis feel pretty ill-equipped for the task of helping people navigate the difficult stories and tragedies of their life, and many of their congregants are facing it in overwhelming numbers. What we're passionate about here at Nothing Is Wasted is helping churches feel equipped in engaging pain and trauma, which we know will ultimately lead to transformation and healing for the people in their congregation and for their church as a whole. So if you're a pastor, I wanna invite you to join me and our local church director, Ken Roberts, on a Zoom call that we hold twice a month just for pastors and church leaders. If you know a pastor, I'd love for you to get this information into their hands. This interactive Zoom call will give you the opportunity to hear from other pastors how the Pain to Purpose course has positively impacted their churches. And we're gonna give you resources and tools that will lighten your load and the load of your church staff And we'll show you how we'd love to help you as you're helping the people within your congregation heal, because we're passionate about the same thing that you are, people moving through their pain and stepping into mission in their local church and in your community. If you're not a pastor, why not share this incredible opportunity with your pastor? Let your pastor know about this call so they can learn more about the ways nothing is wasted wants to partner with them in bringing hope and healing to your church. So to sign up for the next Zoom call, go to nothingiswasted.com slash pastors, and there you can choose a date to join us when it's most convenient for you. Now, if you're not a pastor, this link, nothingiswasted.com slash pastors, is an easy one to send to your local church leaders with a note about how Nothing Is Wasted Ministries has personally impacted your own healing journey. Now, as someone who has served as a pastor and as someone who has walked through unimaginable trauma... I know that a key part of revival within the body of Christ is going to come from how we as the church step into the pain and trauma of those who are hurting. Let me help you find a clear, proven path with ready-made tools and resources for your church body. Pastor, I really feel like this Zoom call is exactly what you've been looking for in serving your church more effectively in their pain. Sign up today at nothingiswasted.com slash pastors or share that link with your pastor. And let's partner with God in helping others move from pain to purpose. Welcome to the Nothing Is
1: Wasted podcast, where we believe that no matter what you've gone through in life, God is inviting you to partner with him to take back your story. On this podcast, we have inspiring conversations with people who are doing just that. And now your hosts, Davey Blackburn and Aubrey Sampson.
0: Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Davey, and back with me <laughs> is Aubrey your Sampson. other host,
2: Aubrey Sampson.
0: Oh, my goodness, Aubrey, <laughs> I missed you so much. I
2: know, I missed you too. Thanks for, thanks for giving me a little breather, and oh, it's so absolutely. good to be back. At the same time. Yeah.
0: Well, I know our entire community, we've all been praying for you. We've been praying for your family. We've been praying for Jen's family. And it's just, I know that you're going through quite a bit right now.
1: Yeah. And
0: so we're just grateful that you would take the time to come back and, um, and share some time with us. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Thanks for your grace. Thanks to everybody who, I mean, I've gotten messages from our Nothing Is a Wasted community, people praying for me and encouraging me. And I really appreciate it. And I know this is the right space to be able to, this is the right space to be in because we're all people who have walked right. through grief or are walking yeah. through grief and pain. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it has Jen's, Jen's passing has definitely re, um, uh, re exclamation point i'm going to make up a word there just my like my my passion and my belief that this work that mm. we're doing here is so necessary yeah, it's so yeah. necessary it's kind for, of us. for Yeah, a galvanizing thing Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know just
0: a little bit of conversations we've exchanged back and forth the slack messages and all yep, that kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes guys in the busyness of itinerant ministry. And <laughs> I, literally last week, Aubrey, I thought this was a, this was hilarious. You're driving and you leave a Slack voice memo. You're driving to a speaking engagement. Yes. And then <laughs> it was like the longest voice memo in like the history of voice memos. <laughs> and then I am driving to a speaking yes. event two hours away and I decided to leave another one. And I happened to Beat the world record they that Aubrey longer previously than said. mine, yes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know that's how we have to do it though, when we're going back and <laughs> forth to all the places, <laughs> so oh
0: man, well I, I, in those messages i'm it's been really encouraging in the midst of the heartache I know that you guys are going through and that you're experiencing i'm it's been encouraging to hear how the Lord is really galvanizing, yeah, the mission of nothing is wasted, not just be not not because of the organization of nothing is wasted, but just what it stands for that we're helping people heal, yeah. You know how much more important it is as you're walking through another season of your own grief and lamenting. And, um, you know, if you can't find space for grace in the midst of grief at nothing is wasted, (laughs) where else are you going to find it? Right.
2: Where else are you going to find it? We're not doing what God has called us to do if if I can't find that. So I I have found that. I'm really, really grateful. I yeah. I know at some point we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into my grief. I was telling you off here. If I say too much now, I don't know if I'll get started. And I yeah. and I actually want to get started because uh, today's guest <laughs> needs no introduction. This as is they epic. say, she
0: is prolific. <laughs> this oh my This is
2: epic. Davey and I <laughs> sat down with someone you may have heard of. Just a little, just a little Bible teacher, yeah. preacher, rock star named Beth Moore.
0: I I think I've heard of her. Uh, maybe I think I've heard you've of her heard of her. her.
2: Uh yeah, Beth Moore yeah. this week released her new memoir. <laughs> Ke- Kevin's actually been listening to it on Audible. He said it's incredible. Wow. It's called All My Knotted Up Life. Mm. Um, you know, she, of course, she has a ton of Bible study. She has a recent one with her daughter called The Surpassing Value of Knowing Christ, A study of yeah. Philippians. But we're going to talk to her. Davey and I got to set, is, sit down with her and talk to her about her memoir. And it was, I don't know. This if, is
0: new for her to do a memoir.
2: This is like, new for her to do a memoir. This is very
0: novel for her. And it's not, I mean, it's been a long time coming. For sure, yeah. but I think that's where. Here's what I was thinking about Aubrey. Is you were talking about, hey, you know, we're taking some time. And like you're, you're kind of seeing me and Aubrey and some of our other team in real life, and yeah. And there's moments where you, you know, you re- you remember we all are human, right? right? And we all hurt, and we all have brokenness, and we all have pain. But I think sometimes, like especially with a Beth Moore, who's such a prolific figure, mm-hmm. who is someone who has for a long time been uh, many of our hero, right? Many of us, our hero. To be able to look at and go, wow, that I mean, she stands on this pedestal and she has this incredible, incredible platform and voice into Christendom. And yet to remember oh my gosh, she's she's got a lot of brokenness yeah. and, and there's humanity there too.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so important for us to remember. One, we feel like, oh, there's solidarity in the pain that we're going yes. through. But then two, I, I'm just I I was so I don't want to say taken aback, that sounds like pejorative, but I was I was pleasantly surprised with how vulnerable she got
2: she was so vulnerable and so open in this conversation listeners you'll you'll hear it and and there was something that was a little bit intangible i mean i hopefully people yeah. can hear it when we when we start playing our conversation with her but like sacred it was like yeah. in her vulnerability there was holiness there you yeah. felt god's presence there and i do mm-hmm. think like what she embodied is nothing is wasted, like even through her yeah. her desperately heartbreaking childhood and things that her family has been through and the pain she's experienced, mm. even recently. Yep, man, yep. her her clinging to Jesus mm. was just—I mean, you felt it, didn't you? Yeah,
0: yep, absolutely. Mm. It was very palpable. Yeah, and um, I'm excited for you guys to experience this conversation. That I mean, we don't do this often. Aubrey and I both had the opportunity to interview her together <laughs> however we didn't get very many questions in to be honest with we you really
2: did it and can i make like a one joke or two about this? like neither of us were willing to let the other do it alone we were both like no oh no no, no we're both like, no, i'm not carrying her this Lord. one by yeah. myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right oh that's right. amazing well, that's amazing let's go ahead and take a listen to our conversation with beth moore
0: Well, Beth, what an absolute honor to have you on the Nothing is Wasted podcast. Thanks for joining us.
3: Oh, I could not be happier, you two. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: You know, there are probably, there's probably nobody listening to this who, who they, they don't know who you are, okay? But in case someone has had their head buried in the sand for the last 20 years, uh, j- would you please just let us know, as a, let our community know, who, who are you? Who is Beth Moore? What do you do? What is your life mission Tell us a little bit about you.
3: Oh, I I will do that. I think that for many of us, our passion comes out of something that so transformed us, something that and often painful, but something that so caused us to have to find a different way to live that we want other people to do it. I, I, I have told people a number of times, I just want people to make it so bad. And I know that sounds so simple, but if you ask me my calling within my calling, my overall calling is to encourage people to come to love the Lord Jesus Christ through the study of Scripture. I'm doing this because my Bible's sitting right here. That's my calling. But my calling within that calling is that I am passionate about seeing people come to their feet. Maybe they've never been to their feet, or maybe they have been, but they somehow have just tumbled into an abyss or just into Mm -hmm. numbness, whatever it might be. But to see them come to their feet and then through the power and presence of Christ, begin to stay with. On their feet with some amount of consistency, not perfection, but consistency, Mm -hmm. that it is possible to live in a a general sense where there is not just a constant cycle of regret and defeat. Mm -hmm. So that's really... I, I love that. I love to work with a train wreck. I don't know. I mean, well, because, David and Aubrey, I was such a train wreck that that's wow. a very natural thing for me. Wow. So I I like that. I'm not scared off by it. I'm much more frightened of people that have a really, yeah. really um, tidy story. I'm always yeah. like, how did that
2: happen? I'm that. I'm a little
3: cynical, like I don't believe. A little skeptical. Yeah, Yeah. yes, I tend to be too. But and I, it's got to be out there. I know that it is. But I, I just am. I just was surrounded by it. I was raised in a very unstable environment. I was a victim of uh, abuse as a child, and just, uh, just a home that was constantly in some kind of crisis or chaos, and then just to really cut to the chase of what did it, I had already surrendered to ministry, Davy and Aubrey. I had I had felt the call of God on my life at 18. And um but it was and and I began speaking pretty soon after that. And I didn't know wow. what I was surrendering to, I just was surrendering to Jesus. But wow. I began I realized after a while, okay, there's a common denominator to what I was doing. I, I was a chaplain in my sorority, then I was president, and then after I got out I began doing things with women's ministry at my church, and next thing you know, uh, my church asked me, well why don't why don't you do some kind of Christian aerobics class I said, Well I did that. I just I kept I kept finding myself up front over and Quite over. Quite literally yeah. we getting people
0: on their feet, weren't you? Oh <laughs>
3: very little and listen, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely it was in the heyday. It was oh. in the day of Michael W. Smith. I'm talking Amy Grant. This was all of the Stephen Curtis <laughs> Chapman. but this was the height of Christian contemporary oh, yeah. music. And so it was all of that. But I I started teaching a Sunday school class that led me into, I, I just was so poor at it, even though I'd been raised in church and loved it. I could speak and I could speak on Jesus, hmm. but I couldn't, I didn't know how to teach. And, and so I uh, attended a Bible doctrine class hmm. at my church. And when I say from the first night that God, I, I saw someone, I, I, I'd seen and known people all of my life who served Jesus sacrificially and, mm. and beautifully yeah. and who, who loved Jesus. But I had never met anyone until this teacher who loved the Scripture, a plate of Scripture,
1: mm. more
3: than he loved his next meal. Mm. And I was so mesmerized. I, I got in the car that night. I was 27, got in the car, burst into tears, and said to the Lord, I have no idea what that was, but oh. I want it. And wow. all I, I when I tell you I caught that fire it like a wow. torch in my chest, mm. and yeah. it has it has remained. Now I don't mean that it's always at fever pitch. Yeah. It has remained all of these years. And so that's going on. So that's that's uh thirty-eight years.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes.
3: Yes, yeah. thirty-eight years. Um and so When I loved it, it began to transform the way I thought, renewed Mm. my mind, of course. Yeah. So then my life really started changing, and I started realizing I was not going down into that ditch the way I used to. And so you naturally, if I, okay, I don't know if, I was going to say we all naturally, maybe not. Maybe this is one way you know if you've got the gift of teaching, Hmm. is if you cannot keep it to yourself. Wow. And I, I, anything like if wow. I'm studying a chapter of scripture, and it lights me up, yeah. They, yeah. I will find someone. So I don't care if it's at the donut shop. I don't <laughs> care where it is. I'm gonna find someone yep. that's. I'm gonna think's got to have got to know that. <laughs> They've got to that's know so that I have about tell the so scriptures. Many. And also, whoa whoa, 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 no, pause. You've got to no, no, no. Think. Stop. <laughs> think. Because it just changed my life. It just keeps changing my life. So that's it. So that's a long way to answer that question. But that's who I am. I am somebody so infected by the power of the gospel through His Spirit, quickened on the pages of Scripture, Mm -hmm. that He saved my life. I would be in a ditch somewhere. I I absolutely would. I absolutely would.
2: Wow. Wow. Oh, amen, Beth. I, I love hearing that. And I love hearing that. What did you say? 27? 37? However, okay, oh, 38 that case years. Okay. Later. okay, thirty-eight
3: years. Thirty-eight years. 38,
2: thirty-eight
3: years. years. And, okay, so so I know yeah. someone's someone's uh, listening that is already thinking. Well, that's I cannot imagine. I mean, that's not even that's not yeah. even normal. And, and right. first of all, I would agree with that. It is supernatural. Yeah. But what I'm also going to say to the two of you and to them is that wh- I give myself like you know, we all have off days. We all have days that we're physically just exhausted or sick. So yeah. I'll give myself a few days that I really don't feel that fire in my bones during my yeah. reading or my prayer time. You know, it's just like just a normal like, okay, nothing really happened, but it still was of great value. I was encouraging or I give myself about two, three days. And if I don't feel that fever coming back, I am on my face going, Lord. Wow. In the name of Jesus. G- so I also want to say, if somebody said to me, "How have you?" Ca-? Well, I also fight for it. Like, wow, I am nothing without the spirit mm. quickened in me. Well, wow. yeah, I'm a, I'm a disaster. <laughs> I, I would be, <laughs> yeah. I would be prone to, I would be prone to the pit. I really would be. Mm. I have too, wow. too difficult a history, mm. too much wow. that was messy. So, yeah, yeah
2: that's that's such a good word like I, that image of getting down fighting especially after two or oh. three days because I think some of us go months
0: yeah. and then we're like no, no. Oh, two or three oh. months and we're like I'm, I'm no. in dry season
3: yeah god where no, are you no. but you're mm-hmm. like uh, no, no no I need no, no. you right See, now okay there is a place you two I, I think about it so often I think it's Jeremiah too and I, I'm as I'm telling you I'm gonna make sure so that someone listening can look but God, you know, of course, is speaking through the prophet and he's telling his people, you have traded me off. And I, I'm gonna paraphrase this yeah. in my own words. Aren't yeah. you out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, you have mm. traded off the living water for a cistern that is broken in a whole water. And I mean, he's just like the Holy Spirit is worked up. But one wow. of the things he said is that they had they had traded him off for worthless idols. And he said in verse six, listen to this, Jeremiah 2, verse 6, he said. That they stopped asking, Where is the Lord? And it goes on down, it says, and then verse eight. So now the religious leaders, the priests quit asking, Where is the Lord? Mm. That we just keep going, just what you were saying, Aubrey. We'll just keep going. Yeah. And we haven't, we've so gotten where we can imitate the Holy Spirit in our wow. environments and in our gatherings yeah. and in all our paraphernalia that we have for. Our, we can so imitate it that I'm, that nobody's even going. Wait a second! I mean, this was loud and it was good and it was even exciting. But where where's the Lord? Mm. There, there should be there should be Man. wonders taking place. Man. There should be transformation mm. that's producing fruit months later. So that's exactly what you're saying. Well, I wow. I would hope that one of the things that I would talk someone into that I got to disciple is oh no, you don't wait that long. Oh wow, no! So wow. wow, you go a few days and you realize wow. that you're sort of numb to your own, yeah. to your own sins yep. and into yep. your own cold-heartedness. Yep. That you know you're sort of shrugging over it. And you get well, down on your face and go, "Where's the man. Lord?" Oh, this so is good.
0: this is probably why God meets us so much in pain.
3: Yes, because we're oh. constantly
0: asking God, "Where are you? Where right. are yes. you?" We you know yes. we talk about this a lot. That. We we encourage people. Nothing is wasted. Go to the Lord with your really difficult questions. Yes. Oh. That oh, that pain is this. There's an invitation in pain that God is saying, "Hey, I want to. I want. I want you to wrestle with me, just like Jacob wrestled with yes. God. Right? I want you yeah, to wrestle agree, with baby. me in these difficult. Ask the why questions. Ask the questions that the I doubt. Because at the end of that thread, that's where you're going to find the intimacy with Him. Yeah. And He's going to reveal mysteries about His character and nature that you wouldn't otherwise see. And so maybe Never. that's why in pain and suffering we're experiencing. Mm renewal because we're asking that question more so than when we're on the mountaintop, right? No,
3: it is so true. I wish I could remember. I did a whole research stint of some amount of months on, on searching out every question in the scriptures, and mm. it was shocking how many of them God himself is asking. I mean, it's just shocking that he, wow. we uh, we were crafted to seek and to ask, because we have got a God who seeks even though he already knows and asks even though he already has. So it's just mm. so fascinating. But it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But I have been asked so many times and, and, and you will be too. Uh they, they they'll wait until you're till you're older sometimes because they're looking for just like proof of endurance. But mm. inevitably you get asked why it was you stayed with it. Hmm. Or why it was you kept that even, Davy, after all you've been through, why are you even with Jesus right now? And one of the things that I have, if if I needed in some way to put it in a nutshell, I have over and over said that the Lord has determined throughout my life. I mean, it has been the consistent theme, frustratingly, of my whole life that there would always be something to make me desperate. Mm. It it oof, never oof. it never has fixed for me. Wow. I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't know it if that's does. very
0: encouraging, Beth. Oh.
3: I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But here's yeah. what. But oh, I, here's what so I true. say to the Lord wow, all the time. So I go so. Mm. If here's what because I mm. say to Him, my most frequent prayer is, Lord, be more to me than anything I can see wow. with my eyes or, or touch with my hands. Be that to me, and then, and that I'll love you more than anything in this world. And so then I look and go, okay, wow, he has continued to do that. And then I think, how? Well, because he allowed so many people in my life to prove to be very poor Christ's. Wow. I mean, well, how is that? Go- I asked the two of you, how is that going to happen? How is Jesus wow. going to make himself singular to you? And you have every that every relationship is fulfilling you. Everybody right. turned out to be who you thought they were. Right. All your plans, they yes. were just perfectly they done. Came to and,
2: fruition. That's yeah. right.
3: But instead, it's like nothing ever cuts it. Mm. Nothing ever, mm. even though it's so dear, but nothing it mm. so it just won't fix. And Davy, I'm going to tell you something else. I'm sort of I lean with Aubrey on this where I think most people, if they had to, and I mean, backed into a corner, I think most people would have to say, no, it just dis- didn't all fix. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It Even turns, if you it turns got turns the enough. marriage you yeah. wanted, so. it, it right. didn't fix. You still right. have got two very right. different people, and you don't have right. a fairy tale.
0: Hey, Nothing is Wasted Family. I wanted to interrupt this conversation for a brief moment to let you know about a powerful resource that we have available for you. It's called the Pain to Purpose Course. Now, I know many of you guys have heard of this, but in case you're new and you haven't heard of this, I wanted to make sure that you were in the know about this. Now, listen, if you were to ask me this one question, Davey, what's the most important, nothing is wasted resource that I should engage with? I would tell you hands down, the Pain to Purpose course is it. Thousands of people now have found tremendous healing and breakthrough in their valley by walking through this course. Now it's emotionally and spiritually intense, but I promise you it's well worth it. The Pain to Purpose course is an 11 video online course where I'll help you do four major things. Okay, the first one is this. I'll help you remove the debris of crisis in your life. So like trauma, tragedy, major life transition. The second thing is I'll guide you through the steps of repairing the emotional, relational, and spiritual broken pieces that were left in the wake of your trauma. Third, I'm gonna lay out for you how to reestablish a firm foundation for a healthy and whole life. And finally, I'll help you discover and step into the missional and redemptive purposes God has for you out of your trauma. Over the past several years of hosting this podcast, I've noticed some things. No one's pain journey is the same. However, there are some common denominators that every pain-to-purpose story shares, and there are some common things that everyone who goes from tragedy to triumph have to do. So my team and I took those common denominators and we distilled them into an 11 video curriculum to give you the handles, or as we call them, waypoints that you'll need in order to walk through your unique pain journey. This course is essentially an entire year's worth of counseling condensed into 11 videos and the fraction of the cost of counseling. I believe counseling is is very important to your healing journey. If the pain to purpose course had existed back When I lost my wife in 2015, I still would have sought counseling, but I wouldn't have had to have spent so much time or money with that counselor because I would have been light years ahead of things just from taking the pain to purpose course. So I'd love to invite you to begin accessing the course today. You can go to course.nothingiswasted.com to do that. Again, that's course.nothingiswasted.com and As a little bonus, I convinced my team to let me give you a discount. So right now, for a limited time, you can get $25 off the purchase of the course by using the promo code PODCAST at checkout. So again, that that promo code is PODCAST. Maybe the course isn't something that you need right now, but you do have an option to purchase it as a gift for someone in your life who does need it right now. So just make sure you select the gift certificate option while you're purchasing that. So again, that's course.nothingiswasted.com and use the code PODCAST to get $25 off. We're not created for this world, right? right. We're not created for anything this world no. can offer. No. At, the, at best, it's a foretaste of yes. the yeah. pleasures that we'll see. At in its heavens. best. F- yes. Right, at its best. But- yes. Man, at its worst, it's it's really bad. Oh, yes, really bad. Okay, here's let's. I want to I want to hear a little bit of this, Beth, and then I know Aubrey's got a lot of questions too because we've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. But I remember the first time that I I heard you preach was at Gosh, I was a I mean, I was a young pastor just coming into ministry. uh, Catalyst conference, I think it was at some point years ago. And I was so, I mean, I was amazed, right? Obviously I knew of your Bible studies and knew of, you know, you knew you were just prolific uh, teacher. But at that time in my life, I had not gone through anything really painful or difficult, you know, up Mm, to that point, right? I thought that ministry was like, all right, we're serving God. Here we are. But I would not have heard someone like you and said, wow, the reason she has such an anointing is because she's been through such a crushing. Ah, yeah. Now, when I hear people, just like you guys alluded to earlier, now when I hear people who have such a just powerful anointing on them, I mm-hmm. go, they must have gone through something. Yeah. Right? Chuck I want to know, like, what, what is it for you, Beth? Like, okay, what,
3: I'm, I'm gonna Like, you, you alluded
0: to it earlier. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I've gone through some really difficult mm-hmm. things. But, like, what was the crucible? What's that pain that really began to forge in you this passion?
3: Uh, I, I will share that with you. And I'll also tell you, Davey, that I've, heard Chuck Swindoll say that he flat out believes that it comes no other way but through crushing that he does not greatly use anyone Mm I hate and I listen I wouldn't want to say to somebody because because I I don't want someone to go we're not we're not superstitious. We're not thinking, oh, I listened to that podcast and then something bad happened. No. Yeah. Yeah. Get that out of your head. Also get out of your head that you're going to have a better life outside of Christ. Are you out of your mind? He is life. He is (laughs) life. Lord. Where else would we go? I mean, Mm. He is the light Mm. in the darkness. He's all of these things. But what He is saying is that, especially if you think in terms of fruit, if you think in terms of a, a grape, that it is in that pressing, uh, Gethsemane, uh, which that's means right. the olive press, it's mm-hmm. in that pressing right. that either that fruit, that, that wine is going to flow or that, that olive oil right. is going to flow for that anointing. That's that's what it's going to come from when when you have come to the end of what you are able yeah. to be and endure and something from within, which we know of is the Holy Spirit, yeah. has to come out. And then you know, listen then you come to a place where it doesn't take that kind of thing you know that you want that closest but okay so for me davy as far back as i can think because even though I, I don't want to create an overly negative view of my upbringing because i want you to understand i also was very loved yeah i also got to do i had lots of opportunities i was a very, very involved in school. I had lots of friends, etc. But there are things that can happen and can be happening, particularly in your fundamental years and especially, let me say this if I may, in intimate ways of when you are developing that part of the most intimate part of yourself, things can happen that so disturb that formation that it causes a domino effect of Mm. poor decisions. And so I don't know about my super early childhood. I don't know if trauma had already happened then or not. All I know is that I was, I had, I was symptomatic of someone who had in the anxieties I had as a child and some Mm. of the, mannerisms I had as a child wow. in some of those ways but then there comes time where my memory does kick in and I was sexually abused under you know under my own under my own roof by mm. someone who should have been my chief protector mm. and there is listen there are all sorts of traumas and we can't compare one to another because our insides are different your right. our DNA differs our yeah. Our personalities, are, all of these things um, that make us unique, our environments, who our support system, whatever it right. may be, all these right. things differ. Yeah. So all these things are not created equal. But I do want to say this. When your protector becomes your perpetrator, mm-hmm. it so messes up yeah. the way you think things are supposed to go and your sense of safety and your sense of... Value a value. Mm. Right. And so right. this all happened prior to my adolescence and went straight into my adolescence. And so I'm making all my decisions out of that. I feel worthless. I feel I okay, at one point we move in town in the in the small Arkansas town I was raised in. We move right across from the high school. Right across. I mean, I could throw a rock from my front yard yeah. into the yard of the high school. Yeah, And I would literally, because my home was just maniacal at this point. My parents had lots and lots of problems. I was, thank God, I was raised in a three-generation family. So my grandmother lived in our home. And, you know, my mother loved me. She loved her children. But she was also, they had so many problems that she was a bit checked out. And she went through her own despair and through her own things. So I literally would walk out the front door I would get ready for school I would w- walk out the front door of my home and I would have to change Aubrey so I I'd, I'd have to by the I across the street I would go from my yard hmm. down a little slope across the street and I'm every step I'm becoming someone different
2: like every step. switching wow
3: oh 100 a wow. small town let me tell you something if you're gonna be messed up, you want to be messed up in a large city. A I city. want to be real. Yeah. Clear. <laughs> you do not yeah. want to be messed up wow, in a small that... town because you you know you don't want anyone to know. And we were such a church going family. All this going on, mm. it was terrible. So this was the way uh, I grew up, where I would have to close off a part of myself. And wow, now I was. So this, this was it. And so this is what happens. This is what you do. Because I would carry that through almost every time when I had, I had all these wonderful opportunities and and I took a lot of them. But every major decision, if it was a multiple choice, A, B, C, D, I was going to choose D for destruction every time. What, (laughs) let's see, Beth, what would hurt you most? Because this is This is what you're going to do because this is what you deserve. And I would always think to myself when I got any kind of honor and I would get some honors, you know, and and get some awards. But I would think to myself, but if they really knew me, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't have got I could undo every everything good. I could find a way mentally to undo it where I thought, no, it's not it's not valid because if they really knew what all I had been, what all had happened to me and then what all I had done. How, how foolish i'd been a thousand times okay so this is what you just do by nature if if there is not some kind of intervention yeah,
1: yeah. whether
3: it be therapy whether it be that god just grabs your life and transforms you whatever yeah. it is
1: yeah
3: um if if you go with that natural course which i did um then you marry into all you've known is instability and you marry straight into it right and so i did exactly i did the classic thing I did the classic thing. And my husband, if he was sitting right here with me, he would tell you the same thing. He would say he did the classic thing. Oh, I picked her on purpose. Mm. I picked her on purpose Mm. because Mm. we had a matching set of baggage. Matching.
2: Wow. He had
3: come from trauma. I had come from trauma. And we moved that all into one home. And here began the roller coaster of a lifetime. And Mm. um, and we celebrated. uh, Well, we will celebrate in just a few weeks. 44 years of marriage. So Unbelievable. when I tell you oh, that God miraculous. has been, oh my Lord in heaven, he has been faithful to us. So it's just, Davey, it's been one thing after, okay, I want to talk, I want to think back if, if our listeners were listening at the point that you said, <laughs> that you talked about Catalyst, I want to go back to that because this <laughs> this this really almost made me bust out laughing when you said it. I am remembering that when Brad I think it was Uh Brad Lomenick that asked me to speak at that event. And they asked me, would I speak on criticism? Mm. And on being, uh, on how to handle criticism. And the reason why that makes me laugh is because I I had not begun (laughs) (laughs) to face the criticism. That's really
0: interesting. This is
3: what I was just thinking. Yeah, go ahead, Beth. So, you know, so it's been that whole lifetime of that. Aubrey, when I was reading your bio and learning what God was using you to do, I thought, what a different day. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to, you need to rewind now decades Mm
1: -hmm. to a
3: different day when I didn't like who, what won't in my world, I come from a very conservative um, part of the Christian world. In my world, what can a woman even do? Right. And then you find yourself out there doing something that you haven't seen. right? So the learning curve, I didn't go to seminary. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was, what I had was what is still to this day and from my childhood is an insatiable romance with Christ that I have just, He was fascinated with him as a little girl, Mm. and he has been my true, the truest love of my life. And so, you know, I had that. I could say he'll save your life. He'll save your future. Yeah. He'll save your. He'll save you from what you thought destroyed you. He'll Mm. he'll do. But you know, could I always get it right? In some of the details of doctrine, no, of course, of course, I didn't. I'm going to tell you something. No one does. No, but, they, but they do a better Major job than there.
0: me. You well, they think they do,
3: too. Well, I don't know. But, you know, so many, 40 years of what you got. So you make all sorts of mistakes. But, I do. Uh, I mean,
2: I, Beth, I know we're here to talk about other things, but I will say that, you know, it's still in my generation, you were the first woman I ever saw. Yeah. Preaching, and yet people I know talking around you. Well, she's not preaching; she's teaching, or she's, she's whatever. Teaching, yeah. Whatever the language is you want to use, so it feels. I'm like I don't know
0: about you, but I just saw a preacher up there. That's what I just saw.
3: See, so <laughs> that's
2: the kind of thing yeah. that got me into trouble, Daddy, well, right there. Yeah, but it's like you were, you were, you were, um, especially in some of the more conservative evangelical circles that I grew up in too. Yeah. You were a groundbreaker, and so I, I appreciate that about you. I mean, I don't even yeah. know if. I don't know if people even know the things that you probably had to carry and hear and take. And I, I do want to go back to some of the criticism because you talk about, they told you to talk about criticism at Catalyst, but over the past couple of years, I mean, it's it's obvious <laughs> to everyone who follows you that you have been sort of the target of some yeah. major criticism. How in the world, I mean, you love Jesus and Jesus loves you. So I know that's the answer, but really like, How
3: have you dealt with that in your soul and kept going? Because it's been nasty, Beth. Really, really nasty. Um, But I have to tell you, because a very good friend of mine who is my peer age, which I absolutely love, I I love to talk to my brothers and sisters that are around my age. And we've we've been in this a really long time. And, you know, you just look around one another and go, you know, keep going, everybody keep going. And he texted me this morning and... Just said, Beth, you know, he just encouraged me and said how much he loved me and how pleased to look away from all of that stuff and all. And, um, I told him because I had just finished up my, my, um, devo- I still want to say, Davey and Aubrey, I still want to say quiet time, but my, my younger generation <laughs> colleagues always say to me, Miss Beth, say devotional time. Because that completely dates you. Okay, but I have my quiet <laughs> it's not time. Not quiet
0: anymore, right?
3: <laughs> no. Oh, my quiet time never has been quiet. Ever you know, ever. it's just always been raucous <laughs> with the Lord. So I had just finished, and I had had such a a wonderful time with the Lord in the Scriptures, and I I don't know how to explain it because I am not telling you that it has not worn me out because it has, yeah. and yeah. and beat me up because it has, and you know I bear the marks of it. Uh, I truly, I truly do. But I do want to tell you a couple of things. And one is that I am loved by some primary people in my life who happen to be very good at loving. Mm. What I mean, my daughters, they are hilarious. They're loving. They get furious. They do all their... They do all the things so they take it on yeah. instead of me having to take on something. My husband yeah. will cuss a blue streak. <laughs> you know, I yeah, don't available. I don't cuss, yeah. but my husband reads some of it. He will call them every mm. night. Na- he will I, he will turn the furniture upside down about it. I love, him, it. For that. I love oh, him for that. <laughs> oh so then I'm all like <laughs> you know, because I can't believe he cussed at them, and they don't even know it, you know. And I'm always thinking, like, you you ought to meet my husband in an alley sometime and see exactly. if you think he's a wimp. And, and so that—I I have a very happy workplace. And, you know, I, I don't—I hate to say this out loud because I think that it's what drives people crazy. But the Lord—the Lord makes me happy. Amen. I come yeah. back—I don't know why I just— Wow. It'll hurt so bad, and sometimes, sometimes it hurts so bad that I really will cry about it. Mm. Other times, I'm just like, "You just lied." I think as much mm. as anything that bothers me, when I think now you know what, because mm. I'm I'm guilty of yeah. so many things, sure, and I've I've done so many things wrong that it's like you know I but I didn't do that, yeah. and so that's frustrating. Yeah. But the fact of it is, I'm sort of tigger in that. Yeah. God made my tail bouncy. (laughs) And for whatever reason, to the absolute disdain of my foes, my seat goes down on that ground and the Lord just (laughs) pulls it right back up. So I don't know. He just made me bouncy. Wow. I love that. I love
0: that. It makes me think that that's got to be a strategy of the enemy, where if you've you've already come out in the open with all of your misgivings and your mis- your mistakes, and you're doing that in humility, the enemy's like, well, "What else can I do? Okay, we'll fabricate lies about this." Oh, yeah! Wow! Like, you know, yeah. it's like that. You know, we see it for that.
3: Yeah, like, and no, they they know this yeah. this one. I don't. I very rarely talk back uh, to um, but this one. I mean, it was a guy that does a theological blog and everything, and he was just saying how he had been told that I never um that I never called people to repentance and that he had heard that I never have ever given a clear gospel in a presentation. What? It's just not true. Y'all, I was raised Southern Baptist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't <laughs> have in a single event that I don't have right. an altar right. call. Right, I, yeah. I just, right. I don't, right. I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, you know what? I have gotten things wrong. Yeah. I have it, taught sure. some things incorrectly on sure. accident. But dude... <laughs> I have, right. proclaimed the gospel. I have proclaimed yep, the gospel it. from day oh, one. Oh yeah. Jesus. Uh, Beth, so you should have anyway. said you
0: should have said, if well, if y'all'd let me preach, then I'd do an altar call. But I'm since I'm a, just a teacher, <laughs> oh, I guess that's
3: <laughs> Dad gum, Davey. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that next time. I and mean, here's what frustrated me. Because here's what they say. When I say, why don't you read the materials for yourself? Because they'll say someone told me. Because those men don't believe that they can, they you see can't they can't even put themselves read. They in can't
2: a position yeah. to learn
3: from a woman. That's yeah. why. Like, so it's maddening. So it, it's there's maddening. nothing you can do there. Oh. But um, but the Lord knows, and yeah. the Lord deals with it. And we're yeah. going to be sitting together at the wedding feast. And you're right. I'm just going right. to. I'm going to just wave at him.
2: Just wave I'm from afar.
1: <laughs>
0: Hey friend, just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about one way that you can help support the important work that we're doing here at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. And this won't cost you a thing. We want to invite you to join us in helping people move from pain to purpose by becoming a Nothing Is Wasted prayer partner. By becoming a prayer partner, each month you'll get a prayer and praise report that will give you specific ways that you can partner with us in prayer for what we have planned in the days to come, as well as praises, what we're seeing come out of the work that we do here at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. In addition to that, you'll be invited to join us each quarter for a live Zoom prayer call. Scripture tells us that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And we believe the core of who we are at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries, we are called to pray first, that the battle actually happens in the spiritual when we engage in prayer. So as we push back the darkness that can come from pain, trauma, and suffering, we undoubtedly will be faced with adversity and challenges, and we know that prayer is the most effective way to see healing and breakthrough happen. So join us today by going to nothingiswasted.com slash prayer team. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash prayer team. You can sign up there today. We want to invite you to partner with us as we're bringing hope and healing to those who need it most. best encourage us a little bit you know there's there's a lot of leaders who are listening to this too that are that are, they're catching criticism right yeah, they're catching other yeah. other forms of, and it seems to be you know derision and division seems to be the ploy of the enemy right now in, in his church or in the in God's church unfortunately and it's mm-hmm. like yeah well, like a lot of it is coming from is is criticism is vitriol it's a lot of just polarizing conversations yes. and you know it, it, we're not having healthy discourse I've yeah. been on the phone with just the past two days, two different pastors um, at churches that we serve all around the country who they're going, man, I'm catching heat right now. Oh, yeah. I'm catching all kinds of criticism. How, how do we, if you were to change your message in some ways from yes. the catalyst message now to say, this is how you deal with mm. criticism, what would you yes,
3: say? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to tell you, um, at this point in this particular culture, we must accept it. It needs to be mm. taught, I don't mean just in a class, I mean throughout the course of time, in seminaries, in uh, Bible colleges, in our discipleship programs for our leaders at church, in any kind of leadership um, uh, equipping ministry, we need to be training our brothers and sisters, and especially that next generation, to accept it as fact, that it hmm. is going to be part. Of, it's going to be part of it. We we wow. we can't we can't fix that now. The yeah. only way we could fix it, and there there should be some some figuring out what we're going to be on, what we're not going to be on, or if we're going to be on anything at all. Yeah. But what we can't we can't go back now and wipe out social media. It is just yeah. with us, which means anyone can say anything. I said okay. What I just said to y'all. I said to my friend Russell Moore yesterday. I said Russell, the thing is. I have done a lot wrong, but I have not. I I have I proclaimed the gospel. He said, "Beth," he said, "You keep thinking this is based on the truth." <laughs> he said, "Do you think the truth matters to these people?" Oh, wow. He said, "He said what matters to them is to discredit," and yeah. he, he's so right. So there has to be a certain level of acceptance that the more you get out there, the more you are going to be hit, and then it becomes a. T- I cannot say enough. I'm thinking um, the word said over and over and over in revelation that the one who endures, no. the one who endures is yeah. the one who will, will be saved and, yeah. and, and, wow. and you yeah. know, it's t- delivered through that age. And, you know, it just is the truth. There has to be endurance. I'm going to say something to you guys, and this is going to sound trite, but, okay, we're not the believers in China. Right. We're right. not right. in... Well. the Middle East. Right. Uh, we are not in countries where they are, they have lost their jobs, their families. that yes. That's not happening. So I ask you, in our privileged part of the world, what do we want?
1: Hmm. What
3: are we at? Because are, do we want any crowns to cast at all? Hmm. Or shall we have lived such privileged, comfortable lives? Mm. It, it, I mean, here's the thing, is that we 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 have to have fiery trials in order to bring up and off the dross and to, so that God proves us genuine. So if yeah. he's going yeah. to prove Aubrey and Davy and Beth genuine to the people that are around them that observe them, if, if for better or for worse. Yeah. If, if he's like, I'm going to prove to you that Davey is genuine, I'm going to prove it to you. Wow. And if, if he's going to, then what was he going to use that we couldn't get, that our Wi-Fi went down? <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. I, I'm just saying, yeah. we got, yeah, we're going right, to stand right. around the throne with right. people who have been Gosh. martyred, Wow. With people mm. who have suffered in ways we mm. cannot comprehend. We're gonna be standing with them and wow. we from the West are gonna go, We had a <laughs> hard time. People Man. I would I got
0: so, on Twitter so and wow.
3: people were mean to me. Wow. No, they, nobody's they're gonna go, What? Wow. You know, wow. I, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm making that too simplistic, but I, I think there's something to it. That Mm. what we have is, you talk about a dumpster fire. And so this is it. And so what we're seeing in our part of the country is a great falling away, which, by the way, the Lord Jesus told us would happen. And he is pruning the branches. He is by no means, by no means has he given up on the church. He is committed to his church, is refining his church and raising up a purified people Right. And yes. so, Amen. you know, we got to, we got to endure. So I would just say, mm. get used to it. If the mm. criticism fits a lot of criticism, I thought, okay, I do do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do. That's fair. And I need, okay. To, okay. that's fair. <laughs> and I need to stop. I need to stop. And so there's that. And then the other thing is what, what I try to do. So I want to say this to you, pastor, teacher, um, Minister at a church in a ministry wherever you are. What uh, Russ and I have talked about this before because we're good friends that were forged mm. out of terrible fire. But yeah, you um, are because we we both say we are stayers, both of us are. Mm. I mean, I haven't stayed in a 44 year long marriage because I'm a quitter. I was a was a long time member of a church. I was a member of the same church my whole young adult life 27 years. I, I, um. I served at that church 23 of those years I taught Sunday school. So, you wow. know, I, I'm a stayer. Wow. But what I would say to you is stay ev- even in the fire yeah. as long as the sense of the Lord's presence is there with you. Hmm. But when you sense, and I, now I'm going to get mystical here, and this is what I try <laughs> I try to be careful about doing. But when you sense that that cloudy pillar of God's glory yeah. for you has moved, oh. and you realize that I'm not only miserable. I'm miserable on my own here. Mm. I, I do, now I don't mean that he's left us
1: right without his presence, right. right? But I
3: mean his presence around us, where we are seeing him at work. When we realize, no, he has moved on. So here's wow. what I basically say: If you said, "When should I go? When wow. you can no longer stay," that's wow. what I'm going to tell you. You okay. stay, and then, when you can no longer stay, you can't oh. keep your spiritual life together there. Mm-hmm. you can't keep your integrity you can't mm-hmm. keep your your one reason I have left a particular situation is because I knew that the only way I was going to be able to get over the offense is to get out of it, mm-hmm. where it was not so personal to me that yeah. i could not I yeah. could not manage it so wow you know that's if you can not stay go otherwise stay yeah oh
2: so good i feel like you you're you're just preaching you're preaching to me well, you're preaching to our listeners but thank you for this i really really oh appreciate I, it. I don't
3: i mean so take it before the lord <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> take yeah, it down a no, no, pencil I, I will, I will, yeah. Yeah. right 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 yeah
2: um okay so beth you've got a new memoir just released and you are starting to share some stories that you haven't shared before. Yes. Yes. Uh, is that scary? How you doing?
3: You okay? <laughs> um, it's it's it it's it's scary, but it was very much very well thought out. I think why well that
2: ultimately out. is like yeah, okay. why yes. this moment, what kind of compelled okay. you to say, Okay, I'm doing it.
3: There's really only one thing I would have to say that a lot of people would shake their head and understand, and that's that I was coming up and have now passed, but I was coming up. i was coming up on my 65th birthday and i think because Mm. it's such a monumental birthday because you're thinking in terms of this is when the world tells you okay the most use you could be time to retire (laughs)
0: you're
3: done (laughs) we need you to bye. Bye. you you got a half a year
0: left that's it half a year (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <And> you retired
3: <laughs> exactly. So it's this time where okay, it's over for you, you know, yeah. and and something, and that's so not true. It, 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 the world makes us feel like everything's downhill. For that that's not true. Relationships are are so rich with aging, and so many yeah. things are more precious. Yeah. But yeah. man, it's a hard hit. It's a hard hit on your bones, but um, <laughs> and on and on your eyesight. But uh, so I think that was that natural thing. I also I say this with a smile. Because I'm sort of kidding and mostly not kidding. In order to tell the parts of my story that I had not told before, certain people needed to be in the grave long since cold. Yeah. Yeah. I do true. mean where that's there's true. no digging them up and them going right, like, oh, right. wait, we did not realize that your your mother is still alive. Yeah. You know, I, I would, have, would have to jump off. Of a high mountain. Yeah. If yeah. she if she came back from the dead after this memoir comes out, but I, I say that just just teasing a little bit. But that I, I honestly, yeah. my parents' generation had to all but pass away because I was about to tell something. Say something some yeah. say some big, and yeah. I, I'm going to. I, re- I want. I want. I want to say why because I I don't tell. I, I don't. I don't get. There's there's nothing graphic yeah. in it, but you know. You know, and I had never before identified my abuser. I had never told what what the biggest challenge that Keith and I have had in our marriage. I've never told what it was, and it was something very specific and something very long, long and hard that I share. But I want to tell you why. Remember at the very first of our time together when I told you that I just have this thing in me that I just want so bad to see people make it. I just want yeah. to make it. I just want to make it. I just... And... It it is a way of saying that I've tried to find words without getting specific for 40 something years of ministry to say to you, I also think life is so hard. Mm -hmm. I get it, but I'm going to tell you that God is so good and so faithful and so worth. Prioritizing, I, I just want to say mm. that in solidarity with you, I know what it's like for Satan to have played enough cards mm. for you to have the opportunity to sit back and think, how can God be seated upon a throne reigning over the universe? Well, God is seated upon a throne, reigning over the universe. Okay. And one way, in, in looking back, I had ugh, I'd been reluctant because it I, over my shoulder. Looking back, it's like it's just chaos. It looks like chaos to me. And the, the name of the memoir is "All My Knotted Up Life," and that is exactly wow. what it looked like to me. It's this big knot because I couldn't ever figure out what good from what what who what's who are all the good people and who are all the bad people. You know, and he said from the very beginning, you know, you will not be able to separate the wheat from the tares. You will, it will all be so in there together because you always want to, we always want to figure out, we want to categorize. We want to, totally. okay, who's saved, who's lost, who's godly, who's not, yep. yeah. who's producing fruit, who's not. We want to do all this. So come and clear the room, Lord, clear the room, get get me out of the chaos. And, and uh, then I began to look at it and realized in the midst of so many things and just every time. I got to my feet to be knocked down again, knocked down again, knocked down again, knocked down again. again. But I literally timelined it, literally. I put down, I put my birthday, and I put the present day, I wrote a line across it, and I took a pen and made a bold dot with every what I would call life-shaping event Mm -hmm. or season. And whether it was life-shaping for good or for bad, I stared at that thing, and as I live and breathe, I knew surely goodness and mercy had followed me all the True. days of my life. Come on. I don't even know, I don't know what to do wow. with it. Mm. I don't know what to do with it. I don't, mm. I, I've told the Lord so many times, I don't know what to even do with you. Wow. I don't, I don't understand mm. the way this all works. I don't understand why I still get hard tickled about things every day. <laughs> every day. I mean like, hard tickled i don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know why but uh, Mm. i know it was god Mm. and i know he's good and i know this and i want people to hear us because davy i'm so glad you're sitting here because i can't forget you and i every time i look at the screen and see your face and i don't know if the rest of y'all can see or not but davy you have fabulous hair Doesn't he? No, doesn't it
2: is, he? It is one of the most commented <laughs> things about Davey. Like when people see his picture, am they're like, so, his hair
3: though. I'm so distracted by no, his hair. I'm but literally going to text our whole team right now oh and tell them gosh. you. No, Davey, that. you have fantastic <laughs> hair. But what, what I'm really going to say to you is that the whole time I'm saying every bit of this, and I do this in my, every class I teach, I get somebody in my eye that has been through catastrophic loss, the kind, I mean, catastrophic loss, and I think to myself, does this work for them? Mm. Would this also be true? Because if it's not, Beth, then you need to constantly give disclaimers, but if mm. you've gone through the violence that Davy's family's been through, it is, is it still true that God is still faithful? Is it still true mm. That he can redeem a burning down. Yeah. I mean, a burning down can honestly anything beautiful come from those ashes? And and this, yeah. I want to say to the two of you and all of our listeners. I tell you this: not only does he redeem here and now, but y'all, yeah. we're going to be here this long.
2: Yeah, yeah, this long. Yeah,
3: we will never. Ever have sorrow again? Never, never. We will never stand over another coffin as long yeah. as we live. Never, and we will see his face, and his name will be on our foreheads.
0: Yeah, mm. Mm. wow, <clears throat> Beth, you're ministering to me right there. Mm. So. I don't know. I mean, I know, I'm sure there's lots of other people listening to this being ministered to by, yeah, yeah. by this, but, um, you know, one of the things I felt like the Lord just whispered to me as you were saying that is that, you know, Davy, the reason you, um, there's no really reason, nothing, nothing, nothing makes sense. It's a very senseless thing that, that has happened in our lives because of, of sin and the fall of this world and the, yes. and the enemy, but you know, the, one of the reasons or one of the things God's done out of my story personally that you just spoke into is that very thing that, you know, I'm able to look at somebody and say, you can get through this yeah. by the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit, the empty tomb. Mm. And it's because it's such a horrific thing that we've walked through yes. that oh. even though we're not supposed to compare pain. And I've seen so many other people, met so many other people that I would say, oh, there's no way I could walk through what you've walked through, right? Yeah. But but I think that does encourage me. And I, hopefully that encourages someone else too as, who so. has felt that sense of endurance, the enduring measure that the Holy Spirit puts inside yes. of you as he walks you through the valley of the shadow of death. Like right. that, that there is a testimony that comes out of it that there is, there's so much anointing that says, if, you know, by your life's testimony, you, you are helping other people walk through it as well. Yes, maybe, yes. So, thank you, Beth. I mean, I just oh. I felt like I needed it. Whew, yeah. I don't. This doesn't. Ne- this never happens. <laughs> you just got no. me I
3: was just off you my just game, Oh <laughs> well,
0: well, my gosh! I'm, I'm going
3: to oh, tell God you guys. So it is mm-hmm. such a weird thing that we live in a world, even in our Christian world, where we think that what our testimony is supposed to be is well. Now, on this side of it, with all God has done, has done it was. It was worth it. Mm. I, what what a what a terrible yeah. position to have to be in. Yeah. What I have, I don't know if you guys heard recently. It was just several months ago of a Centerville, Texas, a grandfather yeah. and his four grandsons were shot and killed. Oh, yeah, Um yeah. by a an escaped convict, and we had known those, I've known those, that family all my married life, all, all my married life, we're, we're with those people, we're with members of that family on a regular basis, but how are they supposed to say, I went to that funeral, and I want y'all to bear with me here, there were five, five caskets and five purses, And so what you want them to say, no, no, we don't, we don't, we, we don't come say it was worth it. We say God made it matter. Not that he made it worth it. He made it matter. That what I can promise you who are listening is that if you will trust him, just, just, Day by day, whether right. you stay in the bed, whether you get up, whether that day you can crawl, whether you can stand, whether you can walk, whether you, whatever it is, whatever it is, just stay with Him. Just keep wrestling it out. Stay face-to-face. Wrestling is a very strong form of intimacy. You cannot That's right. wrestle That's right. without being in touch. Yeah. You can't. That's right. And so mm-hmm. keep right. it going. And what I'll tell you is you don't ever have to come to a testimony of how worth it it was. What a sick? Yeah thing an expectation to put on someone who has lost everyone yeah, so but true. to be able to say it mattered and that davy what you're doing every day of your ministry life yeah. is that god over and over is making it matter that's it. and yeah. that's yeah. that you can go a long way on it matters wow. so good wow
0: we don't we don't that's have okay. to have a reason no why this happened not going we, to but yeah. but we this does this does have meaning. Yes, it does. Yeah. You can yeah. have meaning without a reason, and yes. on the other side of things, God will bring it all into clarity. Yes, He will. But right now, on this side, it's it's all about finding meaning, yeah. and purpose, in all of this. It's right, man. Beth, this is oh, whew,
3: this has wow. been such a
0: this has been awesome,
3: awesome moment, Beth. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I have loved every second with the two of you, and I gotta tell you, you. Your podcast is the best name, in ministry is the best name I have almost <laughs> ever heard. Nothing oh. is wasted. I want you to know I believe that with all of this 65-year-old oh, that has known Jesus since she was a little girl. I'm going to tell you yeah. right now, I believe that to be true.
0: Mm. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, guys, we want to encourage you guys to pick up Beth's new memoir. It is going to be incredible yeah, incredible, incredible read. And I'm so thankful that you would, you would, you would be so vulnerable with— um, you know, with the folks that you're ministering to, Beth, and, mm. and thank with you for us. saying and that. So, thank you my for my privilege. Thank you for just spending time with us yeah, and, and giving us this. This has been a real blessing for us. So, oh, me
3: Absolutely. too, me too. Thank you for having me, guys. I mean, <laughs> I,
2: I, I know. I, you know what, Davey, I haven't. I don't think I've told you this, but you know, she told the story when we were talking about how she left. The first time she heard this guy teach the Bible and she said like whatever he has I want. That's how yeah. I that's how I have been that's since I left that her. conversation. Yes. Like whatever yes. and I don't mean the platform, I don't mean the celebrity. No. I mean that spirit and that passion. Whatever yeah. that is, I want that. And I've been yeah. telling God that like "Give me that spirit-fueled yes.
0: passion because yes. that
2: that is like you can't argue with that."
0: It's interesting that you said that. That actually has been one of the things I've always tried to tuck into kind of the DNA or the, what I, what I want in terms of how I preach mm. or how I communicate God's word. I want people to experience that mm. saying, I want to read the Bible the same way he reads the Bible. Wow. I want to be that passionate about wow. it. Wow. And that way they're walking away with some kind of call to action. Yeah. If nothing else, it's like, I want to read, read I want to dive more. more into God's yeah. word. Yeah. I want to get God's word into me more. And you're right that she was in her, in that conversation, it just completely flowed from her.
2: It oozed from her. And you're just like, I, heard I would some, say,
0: I wouldn't say it oozed. I would say it like poured. poured like it was like a fountain. A fire hydrant. No, it totally was. <laughs> like,
2: somebody once, oh I, 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 somebody once said of Beth Moore that she, she speaks Bible, like, um, like not speak almost like that's her language like the bible yes. is just her like la- she's fluent yeah. in bible that's how they put she's it beth more fluent bible. in bible and it felt like that but it wasn't just doctrine it was like the no, spirit no, no. filled yeah. fluency it's i the, mean it, anyway pathos
0: yes
2: right? oh man
0: do you know the three kind of converging circles of communication you got the pathos the logos and the ethos right mm. have you talk through the no it's her so word. the logos is the actual word the truth right. whatever, what you communicate the right. ethos is the cr- the credibility with which you mm. so your integrity and character and what's behind it yeah the
2: pathos, the pathos is, like is a the, heart passion, or the passion the heart, yeah
0: yeah right the fire in your bones you Man. know and a great communicator has all three of those yeah. things and she really sets the bar high and yeah, such a standard does. for passion and it's not something that she puts on right you can tell that's right. what i was was marking for me in that conversation this is something that that is an overflow out of what God does and so it's not even just like I want to read the Bible the way that, I want to spend t- time with God the way she spends That's time with it. God. That's
2: it. Yeah. I want to like demand of Jesus the things she demands of Jesus and not yeah. in a dishonoring way but of like no. Jesus, I need you or I can't yes. keep going.
0: Yes. Do you want to tell our people about your clear.
2: about oh, your gosh. like emotional whiplash yeah, <laughs> moment were, give us behind the scenes? On, if,
0: you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can definitely see <laughs> A very. I don't know if it translates in, as the audio, but she absolutely like whiplashed me emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. It was like the the Jesus juke that she pulled on <laughs> me right there. It was so yeah. So she <laughs> she she leans in and she's like, Davey, I have been sitting here, and something to the effect <laughs> of, I've sit, been sitting here watching you, and I cannot keep this out of my mind." She was so serious she about was it. So
2: earnest about it.
0: I I was like, "Oh my gosh." She she's about to speak a prophetic yes. word over me. I'm yes. like leaning. We're both leaning in like, totally. what is what about is to happen this? right now? And then she <laughs> says that comment about my hair. <laughs> you
2: have great hair or
1: something like that. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you can't. I hope the pop filters on our microphones worked <laughs> because man, I sprayed every every bit of coffee I was drinking at <laughs> that moment.
2: I think I texted our whole team and nothing is wasted. I was like, you will never believe
3: what just <laughs> happened. <laughs>
0: and then what happened in a moment she flips it right so we are literally dying laughing and yeah. then within 30 seconds we're weeping weeping like it's just like oh, mm. what just happened mm. and i can't explain it but it was um definitely a sacred moment right there yeah for sure. it was
2: the thing that she um, talked about was something i wanted us to kind of reflect on because i've been thinking mm. about it especially with jen dying and really, since our conversation, because she she talked to you directly about Amanda's loss and the things you've yep. been through, and then she referenced the funeral of like I think it was four four kids yeah. in her hometown. Yeah, and she talked about how this thing we do in grief, like mm. balancing the scales, is what I call it, where mm. we try to go, okay, God, this horrible, 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 horrible thing yep. happened, but yep, uh, I don't know, someone will come to know Jesus or. Yeah. Uh, God will do something, a miracle right, through it. And right. it's, its I understand the tendency to do that. So I don't want to be totally cynical about it. Yeah, I feel it. like
0: it's human to try to do that. It
2: is because death it's, is so unbelievable that you want yeah. to like find uh, some handhold. S-
0: yeah, we can't sit in the mystery of it. Right, It's, it's something that we're we're not comfortable with sitting yeah, in the mystery of
2: that. Yeah, yeah. I so appreciated that she was like, our tendency is to go, it'll somehow be worth it. Mm. But like, that's not the, that's yeah. not the promise. The promise is right. not worth it. That's right. And then I think she said, right. but God will make meaning from it. She spoke that yes. specifically over you, but I think over all of us too.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that was a word for every single one of us mm-hmm. who are experiencing heartache and grief and loss and trauma that even though there's no explanation for these things. Yeah. And we often as humans try to demand explanation. Yes. Like, God, give me some kind of, to do just as what you said it we're trying to balance the scales of yeah. something that can't be balanced on the right. side of eternity, right? And God wants to do something way grander than explanation, mm. right? He wants to He wants to bring this meaning and restoration. Mm. And restoration, I th- I think by virtue of the definition of re- restoration, it you don't you don't get replacement. Right, I think that's what sometimes we're like looking for, like, what's going to replace totally this baby. Totally. that is going to balance the scales. That's such a great term for it. Yeah. It's like, how many people need to come to know Christ, or what kind of impact does this need to have in mm. order for this to be "quote unquote" mm. worth it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think any of us can say that the loss that we've experienced is worth it by any means. Yeah, like that. Can't and yet, there's be restoration the that comes, and all of this will be unwound yeah. once. Once we see Jesus, like once he comes back and, you know, he makes all of this right.
2: Yeah. I I feel like I'm very tender to that right now in my own grief over Jen, because it does like the instinct is to be like, okay, this for that, right? Like, okay, God, if you took Jen, you're going to do this. If you you took uh, these kids in Texas, then you're going to do this. And I just think to remember that like God doesn't operate on our human like this for that scale. Like God is outside of that. But the outside of that is bigger. It's better. The yeah. the narrative is bigger. The restoration the the cosmic work God is doing is so much grander than like a balance yeah. of the skills or this for that. And and that's I think ultimately like in grief. That's sort of the test of faith. Like, can that's I right. can I put my anchor down in like, okay, God, I don't understand this. And it may mm. never be worth it. It may never be this for that. But I trust like you're doing something here that's bigger yeah. than I could imagine and that one day I'm going to see you face to face and I'm going to... That's and, so true. Like you said, everything untangled, right? Everything yep. untangled yep. once I see you.
0: Here's what I, I... got: two I got two images in my head when you were talking about this. Obviously a scale, like an old, you know, the old like... <laughs> The old scale that like kind of you know yeah. put, you put pieces on either side and it kind of does this thing. And I think and and that's a very western Hellenistic
1: mm.
2: type
0: image, right? Which is why we're we're so influenced by that. We yeah. want it's reason, it's yeah, you know, math,
2: logic, it's like
0: equations and yes. logic, and yep. that's how we think. And so mm-hmm. that has informed so much of our theology mm-hmm. and our and, and our version of Christianity. And it's not it's not all bad. There's right. definitely right but it's only it's like playing the piano with only one hand. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get the fullness of what mm-hmm. is going on there. the the other image I got is the image that Jesus talks about quite a bit and that's the image of you know growth in agriculture mm-hmm. and especially when he said unless a single seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed And so I got mm-hmm. a scale contrasted with a seed Wow it wow. d- puts roots down still unseen and then begins to grow. Mm-hmm. And over time begins to become this tree that now is pr- provides shade for people. Wow! Birds perch in its branches. Wow! There's so much fruit that comes from it, mm. but but that's more of the eastern way. That's more yeah. of the Jesus, yeah. the Jesus way, and yeah. so
2: it's beautiful, Davy.
0: Um, I don't know what that means for some of you guys out there. Maybe you just needed to hear, yeah, that this light and momentary affliction is achieving for us, producing for us a a weight of glory that far outweighs the former. Yeah. So while we can't say, Oh, this will make it worth it. There's something that is being produced and it's growing to a fruitfulness that brings meaning (sighs) to the losses that we encounter in life. So, well, thank you, Beth Moore. Wow.
2: Thank you, Beth Moore. (laughs) Mm. I feel like we all need to stop and say that. Thank you, Beth Moore. Oh, it's so good. Hey, uh, We yeah. have so many resources for you obviously this podcast episode but we've got all kinds of resources for you at our website nothingiswasted.com everything from uh you know videos to re- devotionals to coaching content I mean all kinds of stuff go to our website nothingiswasted.com cuz we want to walk with you in your season of grief Absolutely. and help you become that tree that Davey just um just envisioned. we also want to sleep thank sleeping at last for providing the music for the nothing is wasted podcast and we always love engaging with you on social media you can find us on instagram at nothing is wasted ministries at davy blackburn and at obsamp
0: that's right if you happen to be watching this on youtube make sure you subscribe like do all the things that you do on youtube um, we have over a 1000 subscribers on that's our channel, awesome. Which is awesome that's been so quick it's like so, wow that's amazing so cool so it's cool. We'd love to see you guys uh, jump on there and interact with us um, soon. We're going to try to put these intros and outros on YouTube as well pretty soon. So we'll make sure that that gets up there right now. It's just the interview. Um, but also, we would love to hear your story. If you want to go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review the podcast. It helps us out a lot. It keeps us encouraged. And um, and it also helps this podcast gain more exposure. So more people can, attu- they can tune in to these wonderful stories of hope in their headphones. Next week, we have another amazing guest. How, How do we get these back to back? What The, the lineup
2: world? is like amazing.
0: My goodness. And we have another great interviewer That's on right. this one. We- Aubrey's taking this one by herself. Come on. Uh, yeah. Next week we have Lisa Turkhurst back on the podcast. The only person we've ever had on. This will be her third time.
2: <gasps> That's like and best friend of the show now. We're going to call her that. Total. She gets to a nothing is wasted jacket. With,
0: Yes, I listen to this podcast now that call and um they call it the Pod all the time. Uh huh. Then they always throw it out there when they're like name dropping. They're like fr- friend of the Pod, <laughs> friend of the Pod. <laughs> so I think we should say that like Lisa Turkhurst, you know, Lisa friend Turkhurst. of the Pod. She's a friend
2: of the Pod. <laughs> she's, a, she's been on three times. She's the best friend of the Pod at this point. Oh,
0: it's always a blessing to have her on. So you're going to be blessed by this next week. Make sure you tune in next week. But go ahead and listen to a little clip from Aubrey's conversation with Lisa Turkhurst.
2: Are a way to communicate how this relationship can be healthy. Mm. And I'm careful not to say expectations right. because expectations have this sense of simmering resentments, like you better do this <laughs> or else, right? <laughs> right. right. But instead, I've learned it's good to bring this is what I need and this is what I desire. Mm. And using boundaries, not let those desires turn into demands, mm. but rather giving the other person the freedom to say, okay, here's a need that I have, and here's a need you have, and let's talk about this and draw some boundaries so that we can be respectful to seek each other's highest good.